Welcome to Rocco Radio. I'm Jason Bryan, and you're listening to Well Connected. Now, fraud is always a hot topic here at Rocco HQ. To quote Alan Greenspan, corruption, embezzlement, fraud, these are all characteristics which exist everywhere. It is regrettably the way human nature functions, whether we like it or not. What successful economies do is to keep it at a minimum. No one has ever eliminated any of that stuff. This week, James Williams is in Marbella at the World Telemedia event, interviewing Massimo Cristini, CEO at Blockford. Whether you're talking about clickjacking remedies, bots detection, in-app malware detection or carrier billing, Blockford is a company that can claim that they truly combat fraud since it's really their company's brand name. In his interview with James Williams, Massimo shares interesting insights into the world of carrier billing fraud and his telecoms career. It's very important that we help mobile operators to protect their brand, to help mobile operators at the end of the chain, to receive clean traffic, to make sure that no one of the end user will complain, so we can maintain this direct current billing as one of the main systems to deliver digital content to the end user. I'm here with Massimo Cristini, the CEO of Blogfraud, here in Marbella for World Telemedia 2017. Massimo, great to see you again. Good to see you too, James. How are you doing? Very good, very good. My first time here. Is this your first time here at this event? Yeah, it's actually the first time as well, but I'm really excited because I saw a lot of people around already and it looks like it's going to be a very good event. I think so as well. Fantastic weather and I'm really, really looking forward to it as well. Now, Blockfraud, can you just tell me a little bit about Blockfraud? I can see you're the CEO and it's a real departure from where you were before. And I think it's fair to say most listeners of this will know where you were before. Most probably. Most probably. (laughs) But... uh, we're here to talk about block fraud, so hit me with what block fraud is. Go for it. Block fraud is a, is a pretty new company that started like uh, the beginning of this year and it's all about direct carrier billing and capability of blocking frauds on direct carrier billing. So direct carrier billing is one of the best way nowadays to monetize on any kind of digital content and media and so on and so forth. But of course, with such a good tool that is able to monetize, on the other side, we have a lot of problem of frauds. So frauds that are present on the market are mainly clickjacking or iframing, malware, bots, so all the non-human transactions that are generating a lot of frauds nowadays. And the purpose of block fraud, as the name says, is very simple so is to block frauds uh, to happen in order to protect everyone in the ecosystem of direct carrier billing okay so direct carrier billing you mentioned digital content but isn't it more than that as well I think you can pay in some countries for physical goods with your mobile phone bill is that yeah, correct this is it but I would say that probably one two percent of the worldwide market is covering probably the physical goods most of the traffic uh, is uh, on digital goods nowadays Okay, so uh, Blockfraud, can you tell me a bit about where the company came from? What country is it based? Your development team, where sure. are they? So Blockfraud started from an idea uh, that uh, came from a group of, I like to call them geniuses, like in, uh, in Romania. So they were like a group of very talented engineers in, uh, in Romania that developed this solution. 
And then they were able to find like venture capital in Los Angeles uh, that back up the company with uh, some funds and it's available on, uh, on the news with, uh, with $5 million. And then this company, this venture capital was able to find me because we knew each other from uh, my company where I was used to work before and so on. So Go on, so don't be shy. Tell us where it was. Infobit, come on. Yeah. Four years, of course. <laughs> Still friends with them. Good. And then uh, they contacted me and they asked me if I was interested. And as soon as they pitched me the idea, I fell in love with this solution because it's really something that is needed on the market now. I mean, again, direct carry billing, we have an example of uh, things uh, where they didn't go well. Like, for example, in North America, direct carry billing was huge. Uh, five, seven years ago. And then because of all the frauds that was happening on the market, because it was full of like cowboys and the market was really wild, all of a the sudden they decided, uh, the mobile operators decided to cut off completely the business. So this is something that of course we don't want to happen. We want to have a market that is uh, wealthy and healthy. And uh, in this way, the only way to protect the market is to protect the market from frauds. Because at the end of the day, end user will be affected by frost and then they will complain and then they will complain of course directly with mobile operators because they are the guys that are billing them. So we need to protect this market, we need to protect everyone in the ecosystem because it's not just about mobile operators that are affected in a negative way from frauds. There are aggregators, there are content providers, there are affiliate networks, everyone in the ecosystem needs to protect uh, I totally get it. It's all about cleaning the channel because at the end of the day, the average person on the street needs to have confidence. If they're paying for parking, if they're paying for a ringtone or something with their phone bill, they need to have confidence as to genuine transactions. So no, I 100% get that. And for me, it very much mirrors the world of A to P SMS and mobile engagement, where we come from, where it's a very, very similar thing. Now, what countries are there in the world? Because they're going to be something, it's again like the world of ATP SMS, we know there are particular regions in the world, specific countries, where there's more likelihood of grey traffic, fraudulent traffic. Are there any particular regions in the world which are really, really hit with the fraud issue or is it really, truly a global issue? I would say that it's a global issue because it's not just something that we can isolate to a couple of countries. But of course there are countries in which we need to act and act very quickly, such as South Africa, India is another market. A lot of the European markets like Germany, Spain or Italy and so on and so forth. And everyone is really taking some action in order to prevent of course frauds. And we are here to help everyone that of course uh, is willing to do something in order to put an end to this big problem that's now on the market. Australia is another market where recently one of the mobile operators decided to cut off uh, the subscription service because they were not able to handle anymore the complaints from the customer and so on and so forth. And sometimes, you know, like uh, for the mobile operators, uh, if you think about the global uh, business of a mobile operator, usually what is direct current billing or what is, let's say, value added services counts like 1% or 2% max of their total revenues. Even though it's a lot of money, it's just 1% to 2% of the revenues. And if they have very bad publicity on the market, if they have like a lot of problem, uh, legal action and so on and so forth, for them it's easier to cut off completely the business. And this of course, but this 1% is what is giving 100% of the business uh, of the revenue to a lot of companies that are part of this ecosystem. So it's very important that uh, we help mobile operators to protect their brand, to help mobile operators, to, because they are at the end of the chain, to receive clean traffic, uh, to make sure that no one of the end user will complain, so we can maintain this direct current billing as one of the main uh, system to deliver digital content to the end user. Yeah, I saw you a couple of weeks ago in London at a carry billing conference there, I think. What's really hit me about the industry is you have people coming up to you 
very, very obviously saying, hey, we, we would like some fake traffic as well. So I think it's a strange world here in Carrie Billing. It's a bit different from where I've come from, where on the one hand, everyone knows ultimately to make Carrie Billing a great channel going forward, it has to be clean. But you have got some players out there, indeed the content providers, the people who actually generate the content, games or whatever, but they're quite happy with an element of fake. So it's a strange one. I would like to say that uh, in this case, uh, probably these companies that are looking for less, it's a fake traffic, they're not uh, yet well aware of the real situation on the market. Okay. Buying fake traffic is, uh, is something that is negative from all the aspects, because uh, at the end of the day, even like for a content provider, for a affiliate network, for everyone in the chain, when you buy fake traffic, uh, you're going to generate frauds. I mean, we need to talk, of course, uh, uh, let me clear up the situation here. There is an elephant in the room. Frauds are generating revenues. And this is, something, this is something that's generating revenue from everyone in the ecosystem. But mainly for mobile operators as well, because uh, they are generating revenues with frauds. Of course, I mean, they're not happy with that. Uh, maybe they're not aware of it, but this is something that is happening on the market. But the problem is that, for example, even the content provider you were mentioning before, that, that sometimes they want to buy fake traffic. This is something that uh, is a, it will have for sure a boomerang effect, because uh, you buy traffic, which is fake, and then you have to pay for this traffic. And usually you pay traffic that uh, you will have the return of investment, let's say, of this traffic you bought, like in two, three, four, five billion cycles of subscription uh, with, the, with the mobile operators. So if you think that uh, fake traffic, if uh, of course I'm uh, the end user and I realize that it's being like a bill for something that I didn't buy, I will stop it immediately. So sometimes the fake traffic lasts for one or two subscriptions. And then at the end of the day, it looks to you that you're getting a lot of new customers every day. You're getting like 1,000 new customers every day on your platform. But these 1,000 customers, they're leaving you very soon. And you don't have the return of investment on the other side because you pay for this traffic. And everyone in the chain, again, will get some benefit with fraud. This is clear because, again, we need to be transparent on this and we need to let's say, address the elephant in the room. But First of all, on the long term, it's going to destroy the market. And even on the short term, if you look like a more on the return investment point of view, it's not going to pay off. No, it's not sustainable. We need that long term. We need to inspire confidence. So no, I totally get that. And I think for me personally, the name block fraud, you sound as though you're doing exactly what the name says on the tin, which is very, very refreshing. Because listeners will know that I'm new to the carry billing game and attending that conference in London was my first time in the industry. But you're meeting companies and you actually look at their websites, it's very difficult to know actually what they do. And I'm happy to say it's not the case with block fraud. Yeah. So we get block fraud, we get the solution, that's absolutely great. But now I'd like to turn the attention to you, you personally. What's so I know, doing? yeah I know, <laughs> you've, been, you've been in this business a long time, mobile engagement, you've worked with mobile operators, you've been in sales a long time. How did you find the change moving into the direct carry billing space from what you were you were before was it something was it fairly difficult or was it did you find it really really easy at the end of the day it's not that difficult it's not that far first of all i mean the uh, mobile payment industry is not new to me because uh, even when i was working before uh, we have a division that was taking care of direct carry billing so i knew more or less the market, I knew the players on the market, and knew the rules of engagement with mobile operators and so on and so forth. So at the end of the day, it's not completely new for me. Of course, now I'm 
before for me that was like probably five percent of my let's say business task uh, now is 100 percent of my business task and of course it's also different uh, moving from like a huge company to a very small company but i really like it you have a lot of flexibility and uh, of course there is a lot of excitement and uh, when you see things like uh, moving like uh, actually lockford is moving right now because even though we are a small company we already signed like a very good uh, number of contracts uh, we have a lot of interest from uh, big mobile operators in big groups so at the end of the day it's not like a big difference we are always talking with mobile operators on one side uh, with someone that want to use their services on the other side uh, and with frost like uh, in the a2p world uh, we have like you know gray rules and uh, mobile operators need to protect themselves from something exactly. that is the damaging the market it's more or less the same story i mean with of course a little bit of uh, differences but at the end of the day, the players are more or less the same and the concept more or less is the same. Okay, now you and I are not the youngest people. I am not pleased to say that I'm a few months older than you. Uh, but yes. if, you, if you roll back the clock to when you got into this business a few years ago, if you have someone new, let's say young, first position out of university, wanting to get into this game, what would you say are the key lessons you've learned? And if you could go back and talk to the younger Massimo, what would you say about getting to this whole telecommunications, mobile engagement, carrier building space? From everything you've experienced in the past years, if you could go back, just had one minute with the younger you, what would you say? I've been working on the telecommunication industry for more than 20 years because, as you, I'm not that young. So even though I'm younger than you for a couple of months. Oh, sorry, and yes. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I used the other way around. Oh, dear. And that's me. I thought I was permanently 44, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think it's like, uh, uh, I mean, if I would be able to go back in time, I would do exactly the same things because of the telecommunication industry. And uh, again, I've been working in selling a software solution from like uh, services from like, uh, you know, more specifically in the A2P business uh, or now mobile payment and so on and so forth. But it's a very exciting market. I mean, everything now is mobile, everything is moving on uh, iPhone or Android phone and uh, this is going to be even more and more. So if I would uh, advise to someone uh, new and uh, a young guy entering into this business, I would totally recommend to enter in some way in the telecommunication business. Could be like IoT, could be like mobile payment, could be something else, but uh, uh, this is the future of course. Uh, everything is going to be mobile and then mobile is going to need most, much more services and of course it will be always like a new exciting position on the market and solution. So for example, you think about direct carrier billing or mobile payment uh, like for 10 years ago, I mean there's been a, a huge evolution. What is going to happen in the next 10 years, we cannot even imagine actually, because with the IoT entering into the market, with the capability of doing everything with your mobile and so on and so forth, it's going to be like probably, I mean, in 10 years time, we will not even have computer anymore. Everything is going to be mobile. We will not have your wallet anymore because your credit card will going to be on your mobile. Your passport is going to be on your mobile. Everything is going to be in the cloud. The mobile is going to be even like a, a very, let's say, light uh, uh, version of what we have now in terms of like capability, because it's going to be everything on the cloud. And then, of course, it's going to open a lot of opportunity for services, for a solution, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, to a younger me, I would say, go back, do exactly what you've done. And to a new guy entering into the business, I would totally recommend to enter in some way in the telecommunication business. That's fantastic. That's exciting. So, uh, James Williams here at the World Telemedia 2017, having spent time with Massimo Cristini, CEO of Block Fraud. Massimo, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you very much. And a pleasure seeing you again. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Look out for more in the Well Connected series in the coming weeks.
If you're a Nemo, you might be interested in taking our confidential roaming consumer eSIM or IoT security surveys available from our website. It only takes a few minutes and we will send you a free executive summary report of the aggregated findings. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan and you've been listening to Well Connected from Rocker Radio. Thank you.